Do you want to grow vegetables and herbs but don't have room for a garden? Grow in containers instead. Learn how to choose the right containers and pots for your plants and what plants work best in a container garden. Let's dig in. Welcome to Homegrown, your backyard garden podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Rogers, and together we'll explore growing a successful vegetable garden no matter where you live. Have you wanted to garden, but you don't have a backyard large enough to devote to it? Or maybe you don't even have a backyard, just a deck or a patio. Or you live in a rented house and can't dig up the backyard to plant vegetables. Because few landlords would stand for that, right? You might already have a small garden, but you want to grow more. More, more, more! I get it. I never have enough room. You can garden in containers instead of in the ground. Containers give you more space, even if you already have a small garden, but want to grow more. And containers are a great way to overcome poor soil, or rocky soil, or no soil at all. Containers are also helpful to gardeners with limited mobility, as they can be placed on benches or on tables for easier access without bending over. I used to be an in-the-ground gardener. Before we moved to Oklahoma, I had a beautiful little garden patch in the black swamp area of the Michigan-Ohio border. That black soil was fertile and gorgeous, the summer rains were plentiful, and pretty much all I had to do was pull weeds and harvest the vegetables. Moving to Oklahoma was a shock, to say the least. The soil here is either sand or red clay, depending on where you dig. Rainfall seems to be either drought or flood and the summer heat is brutal on plants. For many years after moving here, I gardened in containers instead of in the ground, so I could use good soil and avoid fighting with that invasive Bermuda grass that grows here and threatens to take over any garden I have ever planted. Even now that I use raised garden beds for most of my planting, I still have containers here and there for more gardening space and to contain some invasive plants too. The beauty of containers is that you can put plants where you want them, instead of being confined to a small plot of dirt in a not-so-great spot. If you have a shady yard but your deck is in full sun, put containers on the deck. Or add some pots over there in that corner of your yard that's always sunny. Containers are great. The first step to beginning a container garden is to decide what you want to grow. (laughs) That sounds kind of silly, doesn't it? but you don't want to waste your precious space on vegetables that your family won't eat. Knowing what you want to grow will also help you gather containers in the sizes and shapes that will work best for you. So let's take a look at the kinds of plants that will grow best for you in containers and pots. Most plants will adapt well to growing in a container, but some are better suited than others. Both seeds and purchased transplants will grow equally well in pots and planters. Some vegetable plants are huge and others are smaller, but many vegetables have smaller varieties that will fit better in a pot or container. Look for words such as mini and dwarf in the variety names and tidy and compact in the description. Tom Thumb is a variety name of several vegetables, including tomatoes, lettuce, and even peas. In fact, tomato plants now come in micro-mini sizes, 
where the plants are tiny, but the tomatoes are cherry tomato size. They are well adapted to growing in pots and containers, and even indoors. Salad greens are great plants to grow in containers. Lettuce, spinach, and other greens do very well in wide containers. These containers don't have to be that deep, since the plants don't have a large root system. You can grow a small lettuce patch in a large, wide container. I've used a metal wash tub in the past, which held about a dozen loose-leaf lettuce plants. Carrots, on the other hand, need a deep container. Carrots are vegetables with long roots, so they need plenty of space to grow down deep. But you might not know that there are quite a few varieties of smaller carrots that will do well in containers. Look for baby carrots instead, or try a variety called ox heart, which are short and stubby. There are even round carrot varieties. Or you can simply harvest the long carrot varieties early so they don't need such a deep pot. Beets and other root crops, such as radishes and onions, do well in large pots. Keep in mind the mature size of the root and be sure to give them enough width to grow in your containers. Wide pots will hold more plants, but you still don't want to plant them too close together. Tomato plants tend to be large and top-heavy, but tomatoes are a staple in most vegetable gardens. You can grow tomato plants in containers with a little planning. Look for bush or dwarf varieties for tomato plants that will remain smaller, or those micro-tomato varieties that I mentioned earlier. Determinate tomato varieties won't grow as large as indeterminate plants. You'll find this information on the seed packet or the plant ID tag. Or you can grow your favorite big tomato variety in a large container such as a five-gallon bucket and use a trellis or a tomato cage, a heavy-duty one, so the plants grow upwards instead of sprawling all over the place. Because tomato plants are so large, you'll need one container for each tomato plant. Most pepper varieties have compact plants, although there are some exceptions. While they don't need a trellis, peppers appreciate being staked or caged in some way to keep them upright when their fruits are ripe and heavy. Bush beans and bush-type cucumbers are better suited to containers than the vining varieties, unless you have a trellis system for them to climb on. Cucumber vines in particular can quickly get out of hand and become a jungle where it's hard to even find the ripe cucumbers. Most summer squash plants, such as zucchini, stay relatively small and are pretty well suited to large containers and you should harvest them when the squash are still quite small. Winter squash, such as butternut and pumpkin, require a lot of space to sprawl and are harder to grow in containers. Garlic is an excellent vegetable to grow in containers. This root vegetable doesn't need much space or a deep container. Garlic should be planted about four inches apart and at least two inches from the side of the pot or container. Herb plants are usually happy growing in containers. Most varieties of herb plants will remain small, even a rosemary plant, which can reach the size of a large bush in the right climate and location, will stay small when grown in a pot. Mint and other herbs in the mint family are best confined to a container anyway. Left to their own devices, mint plants will take over a flower bed or a garden in no time at all by sending out runners that develop into new plants. Growing them in pots will help keep them where they belong. So, where can you find all the containers you need without breaking the bank? Fortunately, there are many ways to save money on containers because really, 
Anything that will hold soil will work. Be creative and use what you have or what you can get for free or cheap. Just be sure to drill or poke holes in all of your planting containers. Water must have a way to drain out of the pots or your plants will rot in the too wet soil. Try some of these container suggestions. Nursery pots, like the ones that trees and shrubs are sold in, they're perfect if you have them left over from previous plant purchases. Five gallon buckets are pretty easy to find. You might be able to score some from your local grocery store's deli section just by asking. I have some from a local restaurant that originally held pickles and mushrooms. Fortunately, my plants don't care that I couldn't ever get rid of the pickle smell. Children's plastic wading pools aren't terribly expensive when you purchase them from the dollar store. I've used old bathtubs as container gardens. The drain hole provides enough drainage if you slant the tub slightly in that direction. Rubbermaid totes or bins, whichever you call them, also make good containers, although they do eventually get brittle from the sun. I grew sweet potatoes in some this year. Think outside the box and look around at what you already have. A laundry basket, a metal trash can, even a wooden box or an old drawer from a discarded dresser can hold a plant or two. Caring for your container garden is pretty easy. Start by filling your pots and tubs with good quality soil and compost and follow directions on the seed packets for spacing and planting depth. Most vegetables do best in full sun, but some plants can tolerate a partly sunny area. A general rule is if you're growing the plant for its fruit, like tomatoes, squash, and cucumbers, it needs full sun. Greens and root vegetables are usually content with a bit of shade. Container gardens have a big advantage. You can move plants from a bad location to a better spot. If your fence blocks the sun in the height of summer, you can simply move your pots. If the summer sun turns out to be too intense for some of your plants, you can move them to a shadier, cooler location. But remember that pots of soil can be quite heavy. I've used a hand truck or dolly to move some of mine. It's a lot easier on your back. Water your pots regularly. Plants and containers cannot send their roots deep down into the soil to reach the moisture in dry weather, so they need to be watered more often than plants in a traditional garden. And don't forget to feed your container garden with your favorite organic fertilizer, such as comfrey tea or compost tea. In conclusion, container gardening is a versatile and practical solution for anyone who wants to grow vegetables but has limited space, poor soil, or limited mobility. With a little creativity and imagination, you can find containers to fit your needs without spending a fortune. Container gardening offers an accessible and rewarding way to enjoy the pleasures of homegrown vegetables. I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss a single episode. Share with your friends, too. Leaving a review would be awesome. As always, you'll find the link to the transcript of this episode in the show notes. Keep in touch, too. You'll find me on my blog, oakhillhomestead.com, on Facebook at Oak Hill Homestead, and on Instagram at Oak Hill Homestead. Thank you for tuning in today. And I'll see you here next time on Homegrown, your backyard garden podcast.